0: Hey, good morning. Uh, I'm Doug Page, senior pastor at Grapevines First Baptist. I have with me here Dre Clark, who is over our discipleship here. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the sermon we had yesterday.
1: Yeah, Doug, so uh, privileged to be here, and uh, we love this new initiative of getting a chance to go deeper from the sermon. A lot of people, I don't remember the statistic, but a lot of people um, seem to forget what happens on Sunday when it comes to Monday. And I forget, too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully this effort is is going to help uh, everyone uh, just have another touch point of the message so that it'll really impact our lives and change us as we follow Christ. So excited about it. And uh, really kind of short-form podcast, Doug, just a couple of questions just recapping the sermon and, 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 and going a little bit deeper. But the very first thing I want to ask you is um, if, if someone wasn't at the message yesterday or maybe they've already started forgetting a little bit um, some of the points, just give us a summary. What were you trying to accomplish in the message yesterday, what was the what was the main goal, the big idea, um, and if, if you had to kind of summarize it just in a short, you know, few sentences, what would you tell someone yesterday was about?
0: Yeah, what we are trying to do is look at Scripture, and we'll be doing this over the next several weeks and see how Jesus defines Himself. There's been such a, a way that our culture is defining Jesus, even other churches, other Christians, and so we really want to go back to Scripture and see how that is uh, defined by Jesus Himself. But if I were going to put it in a summary. I would say that uh, as we celebrate the humanity of Jesus, that he gets us and he understands us and he uh, knows the temptation that we have, that we don't miss the deity of Christ, that he is God in the flesh. And I think sometimes Jesus can become so familiar, which isn't necessarily a bad thing that we forget, that he indeed is God and he is worthy of our worship and our praise. And so as we look at who Jesus is over the next several weeks, we really want to remember who he is, is not just some guy who walked on the earth with us, but someone who truly is God, who Uh, came to earth to live, to die, to be raised from the dead so that we can have life. And specifically, we talked about Jesus being the bread of life and he used the feeding of the 5,000 and all those illustrations to take bread as they're thinking, feed me, give me more. Man, I want this bread forever. And he shifted, it was a beautiful shift where he talked about the eternal, where God, of course, creates us. He, in the beginning, God created, right? But we also hear the apostle Paul tells us that in Christ, we are a new creation. So though God created us, we are image bearers of God. It is in Christ that we experience new life in Him. And so each week we're going to talk about how each of these things Jesus said in the I Am statements tells us something that applies to us personally. And in this case, of course, He is life, the life that satisfies. And we kind of unpacked that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it sounds
1: like really what we're talking about is the core message of the Gospels. I mean, this is what this is what everyone is dealing with in the first century, is what do you do with Jesus? Um, who is he? And, and, and what does his life mean? And, and so these seven statements that we find in the book of John um, are just clarifying, they are straight-shooting direct things to, to Jesus is, is fully human and fully God, and something that early church wrestles with almost immediately um, after Jesus' time. And so it's a great, great series. Excited to keep diving into it. Um, so, Doug, a lot of times in a message, you've got you know 30 minutes, give or take, and there's always more that you could say. There's always uh, research that you had throughout the week. There's always stuff that even as you're evaluating today and thinking through um, how you said it and how you delivered, um, I always heard there's, there's no such thing as a perfect sermon, but there's always effective sermons. So I think yesterday was effective, but what was some of the stuff that you were like, man, I really would have added that in, or maybe I would have changed that, or I didn't have time for this, or... Um, you know, maybe you just want to talk more about a certain point a little bit deeper that you didn't have time for yesterday. What did you leave on the table from yesterday's message?
0: Yeah, you know, I was trying to walk a fine line because we understand that there are a lot of people that are in the audience, right? And there are people who may hear this podcast, people who are hearing online, and they're going to hear things differently, Right. And so you want to show the balance here. And, you know, Scripture tells us that Jesus was full of grace and full of truth. He wasn't half and half. He was full of both. And, and I'm not. It seems like as I'm preaching each week, it's, I start leaning a certain direction. And then I realize, oh, no, I need to go back a little more toward grace or I need to go a little more truth. Uh, the reality is this. Um, Jesus does get us. And if you listen to the sermon, you'll understand that with the the commercial that was shown in the Super Bowl. He does. He loves us. He invites us to himself and we can come as we are. And I think that the the thing I wanted to emphasize, maybe I did it well, I don't know. I'll try to say it again today, is yes, he gets us. He understands. We can come to him just as we are. Whatever we're going through in our life, doesn't matter what it is. Mm. Whatever our backgrounds, whatever baggage we bring, whatever ideas, whatever presuppositions, he receives us. It says it right there in John chapter six. He receives us. He says, and anyone that comes to me, I'll not turn you away. But then here's that shift. He doesn't leave us as we came. And that means that he saves us. He forgives us. And he uh, puts us in line with his best for our life. And, and I think that's what it is. I was trying to convey is so many people try to find satisfaction. I do too in a lot of different ways. And that's what Jesus was saying with that message. Look, I've come to satisfy that vacuum, that deep part of your soul uh, that shows that you can have life, you can have abundance of life, and uh, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it's really the essence of walking with him and understanding that fine line of, yes, he gets us, he receives us, but yet he saves us, he transforms us. And uh, then he walks with us, and and for me, because I know I mess up, <laughs> I know that there are things that aren't perfect. Uh, man, I love to know that a God who is holy that loves me receives me as I am, but is also doing work which we call sanctification in me from that day forward. So mm. that would be a summary of what I would say again, or maybe an yeah. exclamation point. No, I there. think
1: that's I think that's real encouraging to hear, because Doug, I think what you're describing is everyone's Christian experience. Um, you know, the, the old theological debate, it seems maybe 50 years old is, is, is it free grace or lordship salvation? There was a huge debate years ago. Maybe whenever you remember, yeah.
0: When I was a kid years ago. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you were a kid, just, just born now. But the essence of this debate is, is two truths that are both true. Um, That's right. It's kind of silly. I mean, when is grace never free? And when is God never Lord, right? He's, he's always both, right? But in our life and our experience with God, having to put these two seemingly opposite truths together and walk it out is is difficult. And sometimes we need to be reminded and emphasized like, man, God is a God of grace. He's slow to anger. He's compassionate. But equally at the same time, we have times in our lives where we need to emphasize, no, He is Lord. He is sovereign. Um, and you see scripture really carry on both these ideas. And, and part of our life as we grow in faith is wrestling with those well, and so I appreciate you're your mentioning that and, and in the message yesterday. Um, yeah, people could have heard it, you know, one of those two sides because right. they're both present. Right. Um, but just inviting people that that's okay to wrestle with. Um, yeah. And that's, a, that's healthy to wrestle with. And we need both. That's right. Um, and sometimes when we find ourselves more on one side of that conversation than the other, we need some correction. And, and it should kind of jar us up a little bit. And then on the other end, if you heard it one way, also remembering but Jesus is... Um, here to save, seek and save the lost. You, you mentioned yeah. that even in uh, John three sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I mean, it's perfect in, in those passages, but it's a tension for sure. So yeah,
0: it is, and I th- and I think that that's something that we just continually need to talk about. And yeah. and I would say, uh, as you know, we've talked before that we invite people into dialogue. Right? Yeah. It's so hard on a Sunday. I'm standing up. I'm talking for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Not there's not many. I mean, maybe a few under their breath are talking, but not <laughs> nobody's shouting at me. You're telling me I got a text group that we do this oh, yeah. time. Right no, no, we're listening. No, but I love it. I love the dialogue. I love being able to just talk through because you know what? Our words matter. And uh, I remember back in college in this uh, speech one oh one. You know, you encode a message, you send the message, then they decode the message, then they encode a message and send it back. That doesn't mean that it communicates well unless we know how it's encoded and decoded. Mm. All that's simply saying is, is whoever's sitting out there is gonna receive, receive the message based on their background, based on their presupposition. And so I want an opportunity to let's talk. Yeah, Let's talk so we can clarify what yeah. it means. Because at the end of the day, both are true. God is full of grace. We need it every day uh, as Christians, uh, for those who don't know Christ yet, and, he, and we come to him as we are. But then the great news is, is the truth is then he walks with us. He has that he moral truth. That's exactly right. And, uh, and I think that's the message. One of the hardest things to do uh, when you think of uh, talking about grace is when you Tell someone, look, whatever sin situation you're in, God is ready to forgive you. And then someone might think, well, good then. I can just keep doing this. And he's going to keep it's his Romans grace. 6, yeah. Right, right. His, mm-hmm. his, his grace will never run out. But there are consequences to our choices. There's certainly grace, but there's also consequences. So, I mean, that's another uh, direction we could head. But at the end of the day, it is our God is a God who draws us to himself, to the spirit. He wants us to come just as we are. But then He is strong enough to take what's going on in our life and transform us into the image of His Son. And that's the goal. That's what He wants to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Doug, I want to get one more question for
1: you just before we end our time this morning. Um, you started off your message with a great uh, illustration, a great image. We had a skit from our team, and it was uh, about these people at a restaurant, and it was a Mexican restaurant, and they started ordering food that wasn't traditional Mexican food, right? They are ordering cheeseburgers, all these different things, sandwiches, a Reuben. Um, and right after that, you mentioned how um, we do live in a culture that struggles, and, and not really our culture, I think every culture, of, yeah. of wanting to redefine Jesus to be different than what he is, right? So it's, it's this illustration of, of what do we expect when we go to Jesus? So my, my last question for you is… If you were talking with someone who um, is new to the faith or maybe not even a believer at all, um, and you had a chance, if if you had that moment to define Jesus for them, um, what are some key words that you'd really want to make sure you convey? Maybe we've already hit some of these, but if you're talking that non-believer, practically, what are the areas that you want to hit first? Because there's so much we can say. I mean, you could go into seven I am statements, right? You probably don't want to start there with a non-believer. I mean, um, but if you're talking with someone just out in the streets... Um, in public in that coffee shop, what are those words, what are those phrases that you'd like to have as the definition, as the correct definition of Jesus?
0: yeah I would say it begins and we could go back and really just unpack John 3 6 again 3 16 again but really it is that you're here on purpose mm. you are an image bearer of God you were created on purpose you are here and God has a purpose for you yeah and that he loves you in whatever situation you're finding yourself in he cares about you yeah and that would be an opportunity to open dialogue and say yeah but do you know this or this at the yeah. end of the day it doesn't matter yeah. Jesus created you he is drawing you back to himself that is his desire. And that's why God sent his son, Jesus, to pay the price for us Mm -hmm. so that we can have forgiveness and we can see what real life looks like. Mm-hmm. And so I think, uh, you know, just really trying to t- touch into what's going on in their situation. There are those, I mean, maybe they're wealthy and living their best life and thinking, why do I need God? Yeah. And I think that's the end of the day is what is the value? What is the purpose of this? And so really uh, conveying that Jesus is a, has a purpose for you. He yeah. has an incredible love for you right where you are. Yeah. But then at the end of the day that uh, God calls us to himself, because there's distance, and that distance is is that word we don't like to talk about, but it's sin. Mm. Scripture's very clear that we have all, at some point in our life, done something that would separate us from a holy God. Yeah. And so, how do we get back to Him? Well, good news: He came to us. Yeah. And so we receive Him through, basically, it's surrender. We repentance. We repent our whole life. Let's just say that. <laughs> but we repent, and we say, God, here's my life. And so. Uh, All of those things just add up to the person of Jesus is that he has come to give us life. The way we receive life is through surrender to him. It's not uh, every detail of what you believe. It's who you believe in. It's who you put your faith in. And so that's what that would look like to me. And uh, I'm a firm believer in what is called cultural apologetics. Mm -hmm. Let's jump into their world. Yeah. Let's see what's going on, and then let's show that Scripture shows the better way. And, of course, all of Scripture from Genesis to resurrection points to Jesus. Yeah,
1: and in that, you have those two ideas. One, this view of of back to the Super Bowl commercial. God gets us, right, starting at that point in in our design, our purpose, all these things. Um, But then He also has a plan for us. Um, And he knows the way we're going is not the best way for that design. If if he knows our design, it's not the right way. So I I see you capitulate both those perfectly in your answer. Doug, thanks so much for your time. Um, Invite everyone listening today just to join us again. We're going to keep this up every uh, Monday. So after the Sunday series, we're going to have the pastor that preached come up and just do a quick recap. And so until next Monday, we hope you have a great week and God bless. Thanks. See you.